subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for conversations with veterinarians, oncologists, rehab therapists, and other experts discussing amputation for dogs and cats. Find more info, helpful care tips, and a free gift at tripods.com slash radio. Thank you for tuning in to Tripod Talk Radio, where we're spreading the word that it's better to hop on three legs than limp on four. Hosted by Jim and Renee and Wyatt Ray of the Tripod's blogs community at tripods.com. Jerry's Place for canine amputees and their people. Oh, that's Hello, and thank you for listening. Today is Sunday, April 24th, 2016, and we are honored to have Dr. Doug Kenny joining us again on Tripod Talk Radio. Dr. Kenny is a practicing veterinarian near, near Memphis, Tennessee, and author of The Pet Insurance Toolkit, with a new and revised edition for 2016. In this toolkit, Dr. Kenny offers important tips and worksheets to help people choose the best health insurance policy for their pets. He also hosts the Pet Insurance Guide podcast, and you can learn more at PetInsuranceGuideUS.com. We know firsthand about the importance of pet insurance with Wyatt, and we have a lot to cover. So let's get started. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Kenny. Thanks for having me back. Hi, Dr. Kenny. It's Renee here. Thanks so much for being here today. Good to talk to you. Hey, so um, I, I'm really, really excited to have you on our show because um, pet insurance is just, it's such a huge topic. It's so important, and yet um, so many people, including me, were confused about it. Um, and I'm really looking forward to having you clear some things up for us so that we can choose a, a really good plan for our pets. Good. I'll try my best. Great. Well, thank you. Well, let's let's jump right in. So I have some questions here for you. And um okay. First, I I'd love to hear why why did you get why did you become so passionate about educating pet parents about pet health insurance? Um was there a certain experience or a pet that drives you to to do this? Why why and when did you all get involved? Well, Renee, I don't think it's necessarily one pet, but uh just the fact that veterinarians have a unique perspective that most pet owners don't have unless they have personally experienced a time in their life when their pet faced a serious or life-threatening problem that required hundreds to thousands of dollars to treat. Many times these folks come away from that experience vowing to never be in the position of not being financially prepared should their pet face such a situation again. And almost any veterinarian will tell you that, by and large, pet owners have no idea what it costs to treat a seriously injured or ill pet. We see pet owners who are absolutely shocked at what can happen unexpectedly to their pet and what it costs to treat them when it does happen. So... From my perspective as a practicing veterinarian, I want to let people know, number one, yes, your pet can indeed get a major or serious illness. It can happen to anybody. 
You simply don't know what the future holds. And number two, make them aware of what the potential costs are when those unexpected and expensive events occur. And that's what I mean when I say a veterinarian's perspective is different. It's because of what we see day in and day out. I would definitely agree with that. I mean, you see animals all day long, every day, and we just have our own to to deal with. And, you know, the first time that I became aware of the importance of pet insurance was when our dog, Jerry, was diagnosed with bone cancer. And up until then, we had no idea that the dogs could even get cancer, and much less that you could treat it. So, you know, threw us into this whole world of of veterinary care and, and the costs that are associated with it if you want to help your pet through a certain illness or, or an accident even. Um, our current dog, Wyatt, has racked up his share of, of vet bills because uh, yeah. he, likes to, he likes to eat strange objects. And um, I'm sure you're familiar with those kinds of oh, dogs. Yeah. yeah. And so I, ever since Jerry got his cancer, I said, we will never not have pet insurance again. So we insured Wyatt when he was a puppy. And have made good use of our policies and and have learned a lot since then. So, um, you know, I, I would I would just love to hear what goes through your head when you run into people like us, people who didn't know any better. Um, does it does it happen a lot? And and how do you how do you talk to them about it? Well, of course, um, we see all the time pet owners who unfortunately come into the hospital, their pet's experiencing a major serious illness, and one of the questions they ask is, uh, is there insurance that will cover this? Uh, and unfortunately, you know, that's not the best time, you know, to be asking mm-hmm. that question. And uh, I've, I've, you have a story to tell since uh, you just alluded to it and that's perhaps one of the best ways to inspire pet owners to look into pet insurance and get pet insurance. Uh, As you know, I I sent you a a PDF copy of the draft of the new book that I'm writing and there's numerous video clips in there of pet owners telling their story about how pet insurance came in handy when their pets experienced a major, very expensive uh, problem. And uh, they were very thankful that uh, they had pet insurance. And over and over, you heard them say, if I didn't have pet insurance, we would not have been able to provide the care that our pet needed. Yeah, I've I've been there. Jim and I have both been there. And when our dog Wyatt needed a $5,000 surgery to remove an object from his stomach, (laughs) we didn't have that insurance. Yeah, (laughs) it was out in California, so you can imagine what uh, what it cost out there. But, yeah, and if we didn't have that insurance, you know, I hate to think that we would have had to make made a decision because – that would have just killed us. I mean, $5,000 plus some aftercare involved, you know, I don't know what we would have done. I hate to think about it. Um, But one of the things I'm curious about, I know this isn't on my list of questions I sent you, but I'm curious, why is it that 
pet insurance has taken so long to catch on in the U.S. I've heard that in England and Europe uh, it's a lot more common than here. Well, I think for some reason Americans, and, and I've actually heard interviewed uh, people who were originally uh, Canadian or British, and they say that uh, so Americans just have an aversion to insurance in general, I think. And mm-hmm. I think when you talk to pet owners uh, about pet insurance, unless they have experienced that expensive event before in their life, they simply don't see a need for it. And for that reason, and I think the other reason is, Pet insurance in years past, just quite frankly, hasn't been a good product, and that has changed dramatically over the last few years. There are numerous uh, good insurance companies that offer you know, comprehensive quality products, and I think the growth of the industry is starting to pick up now, and more and more people are starting to uh, look into pet insurance and uh, buy pet insurance. The other thing is, you know, years ago, um, people didn't necessarily consider pets part of the family like they Mm -hmm. do now. And the more and more people consider pets as part of their family, the more willing they're going to be to go the extra mile to do what they can to provide what's necessary for their pet to recover from a serious uh, illness or accident. And so they're starting to look into uh, pet insurance uh, more than they used to. That's that's really good to hear, you know, and, and I know that when I told my parents about why it's $5,000 surgery, my, my parents are, are in their 80s, and um, they were astounded, and you know, I know that they never would have done something like that for one of our family dogs growing up. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, it, it, so I'm, I'm thankful that, that we have a great plan, and it, it did its job and took really good care of us, but... I know that when I chose it, I, I went about it pretty blindly. Uh, just kind of threw a dart and said, "Okay, this sounds good." So I, I and I've learned some lessons since then. Have have changed our plan. But uh, in your book, which is fabulous, by the way, I encourage everybody to pick up a copy. What do you feel uh, are the three most important things that that people will learn from reading your book? Well, I think first of all they'll learn exactly what pet insurance is. Now, you know, that sounds odd, but I find that many people don't understand what it really is. Many people think that if they don't get reimbursed more than they paid in premiums, then pet insurance isn't worth it. Uh, you know, in other words, they look at it like an investment. Mm-hmm. The difference is an investment is made with the expectation of financial gain while insurance is bought to protect you against financial loss. And pet insurance actually transfers the risk of significant financial loss from you 
to the pet insurance company. So you buy pet insurance to cover health care expenses for your pet that you can't afford to pay for out of pocket. Now, you know, some people recommend just opening a pet health savings account to pay for all their pet's health care. And the reasoning goes something like this. Instead of wasting money every month on pet insurance premiums, put the money into a savings account. And if your pet remains healthy, let it accumulate so that when your pet does get sick, you'll have money to pay for it. In other words, mm-hmm. over a period of time, you'll self-insure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but what happens if two months into your plan, your pet experiences a serious accident or illness? Uh, right. You know, I think it. I think it's great to have a savings account, but pet insurance helps you pay for the unexpected events that you can't afford to pay for out of pocket until you can accumulate money in a savings account. So. It's, I don't think it's a matter of either or, but understanding that they work together to protect you from, say, significantly going into debt uh, when something unexpected happens. Uh, I have a quote in my book from an article that a man named Tom Collins wrote on Blog Pause, and I think this expresses the proper view of pet insurance. He said, You're buying protection against a disaster you hope will never happen and the peace of mind you'll have in knowing that if it does, your pet's health or even survival will not depend on how big your savings account has gotten. I love that. Yeah, I I thought that was the best way I've ever seen that expressed. Um, Mm -hmm. I think number two... They'll learn some things about pet insurance they've never heard before. Uh, Some of the content of the book isn't available anywhere else. For example, I have a chapter entitled, What You Need to Know About Pet Insurance Premiums. And I discuss all the factors that insurance companies use to determine your premium. And there's a link to a guest blog post that Dr. Jack Stevens wrote for my blog giving a very detailed explanation of how this works beyond the usual stuff you'll hear from pet insurance companies like age and breed of your pet and where you live and so forth. And there's also an audio clip from my interview with Laura Bennett, the co-founder of um, Embrace Pet Insurance Company, Uh, This information in that interview is interesting because she is an actuary, and Embrace had just adjusted their premiums right before the interview. So she explained in detail exactly how they went about determining whose premium would increase and whose would decrease. So, you know, there's just some information in there that you won't find anywhere else. And uh, then thirdly, you know, as you mentioned earlier, they'll, they'll learn how to wisely choose a company and policy to insure their pet because most people find it daunting to choose one company from the dozen or so uh, companies that insure pets in the United States. And all uh-huh. these policies they offer are so different from one another. I'm sure you probably found that out when you um, – researched and and bought your pet insurance and oh yeah um, make you dizzy (laughs) yeah 
and uh, I've, I've actually outlined a five-step process that they can do to research uh, the companies and pick a policy. And most of the people that I've gotten feedback from who've used this method tell me that time they get down to step four or five, they only have two or three companies left to choose from. Uh, so, uh, and I provide all the links uh, that you'll need to carry out those five steps. That so so five steps, and and you'll know which which plan is is best for your dog or cat. That's right. great. That is great. I mean, if somebody had told me that a long time ago, I would have been like, wow, that makes it a lot less scary than than trying to sift through a bunch of information on the web and I just I love I love the book how it has all of the different interviews and uh, links to your podcast things like that and describes what they are and, and why people should listen to them or watch them um, so is it really a matter of of choosing the company and then the policy I mean how how do you how do you pick within the company I know that there's you know there's wellness plans and there's accident plans and there's a combination of both I mean it just seems it really does seem kind of confusing at first and uh, I know that when we started with Wyatt we had a plan that would only it had a a per incident deductible and so we had to meet that deductible for every incident which didn't make a whole lot of sense after a while so we're really happy when the company went to an annual deductible that now his plan works a lot like our human health insurance It's, it's fabulous we love it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I I think you need to concentrate on picking a company first. Uh, and when you go to pick a company, I think you need to concentrate on the coverage these companies offer and compare that versus the premium. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, most people, when they go to get quotes and compare things, they're focused on the premium. Uh, and, and I actually... Uh, recommend that you, you know, because there's so many nuances and differences in the policies from company to company, I actually recommend that they use the premium as one of the constants so that they can compare the coverages with one another. In other words, uh, when they go to get a quote, pick a range that they're comfortable with paying for every month, like 30 to $45 a month, and then go get a quote from each company, select a policy that that company offers that uh, fits that range. And then when you do that, you'll be able to compare the coverages and what each company has to offer you for that premium. And that's a way I recommend you actually select the company. And then once you've selected a company, then you can go and to that company's website and look more closely at the annuals, uh, annual maximums, deductibles, and copays that they have to offer to get a premium that's in your price range and still offers the coverages and the options that you want for your pet. Yeah, so that what you just said right now kind of relates to my next question that I was going to ask you about the the biggest considerations that people need to make uh, when choosing a plan 
So, um, in other words, it's not, it's, it's of course about what you can afford, but it's also a matter of, of really digging into the plans to, to compare what apples to apples instead of apples to oranges, right? Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, well, you know, first of all, you know, since cancer and other major illnesses can be expensive to treatment, especially some of the new treatment modalities that are available, you need to make sure that you get a high enough annual or per incident maximum. Uh, in fact, I would probably try to avoid a policy with a per incident maximum like you mentioned before. Uh, three of the three of the companies right now have no per incident or annual maximum. There's no maximum payout, um, and uh, you know I would wow. probably look at I would probably look at getting uh, at least a ten thousand dollar plus annual maximum. And uh, you have to be careful when you go and get a quote because some of these companies will actually recommend a policy or highlight a policy that is their most popular policy. But sometimes hmm. that most popular policy is the most popular because it has the lowest premium and also has the lowest annual maximum. So you could uh, you know, select their most popular policy and then wind up, if you had a significant expense, paying a lot out of pocket. So you have to kind of look at that and be careful. And then the good thing about it is you probably know now just about all the companies allow you to customize your policy. Uh, they have mm -hmm. uh, various maximums, deductibles, and copays that you can select. So you have to be careful when you do that and make sure that uh, if you do have a significant expense, uh, those three options that you pick, pick the right ones to give you the lowest out-of-pocket expense. Okay. Okay. So like for for instance um cancer. So uh, most of most of our members are with us because cancer has touched them in some way with their dog or cat. And I in looking at at policies, one of my biggest considerations was does this policy cover cancer and if so are there annual limits to it because it can be a multi-year condition to treat. Um but there's also things like Middle-aged and, and older dogs uh, and cats, um, can a dog or cat who's had an existing condition like cancer or um, just, you know, they're older, um, can they get covered? And what should we look for in, in regards to those situations? Most middle-aged or older pets will qualify for coverage unless they've had certain chronic conditions like cancer or diabetes. Now, I think probably with some companies, cancer per se may not be totally a disqualifying condition. Uh, you know, for, with some companies it is, uh, but I think mm -hmm. there's probably some companies that, let's say your pets had mast cell tumor or something, uh, mm -hmm. they might cover other cancers but not mast cell tumor in the future, ah, you know, so okay. that's, that's something you always need to ask the company about, or, uh, as I I'll read the policy, uh, sample policy, and, uh, I always recommend when somebody signs up for pet insurance that they ask the company to do a medical record review 
to actually uh, go through their previous medical records and then tell them in writing which conditions won't be covered uh, in the future. Uh, there's actually a, a guest post on my blog entitled Switching Pet Insurance Companies in Midstream, written by a pet owner who had a 10-year-old dog and switched companies. He had a medical record review done, and there's a copy of that review in the post. There were a couple of problems that were excluded from coverage. But that dog lived several more years and developed several expensive chronic conditions that were all covered. So, wow. you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's ever too late necessarily. But, um, you know, there are some disqualifying conditions that would um, uh, disqualify a pet from being covered for illness coverage. Almost mm-hmm. any pet can get an accident policy. Uh, oh, but okay. For, for illnesses, there are a few, not many, but there are a few disqualifying conditions. Uh, but always have a medical record review done. That's a great idea because I have been thinking about switching, but our dog just turned seven. And what got me started thinking about other policies and, and companies was uh, his premium just about double <laughs> yeah. it was like he hit that seven-year-old mark and boom he's also you know he's a german shepherd so he's at risk for a lot of things now um so i i was reluctant to make that switch because i thought you know what they've been really good to us and just because he turned seven and the premium went higher uh i i really i was kind of scared to to make any moves so i i like that medical review idea because White has had such a long history. Um, yeah. So I'm going to look for that post. What's that post called again? Um, switching pet insurance companies in midstream. Perfect. Okay. I'm going to definitely put a link to that in our follow-up blog post. So uh, once we choose a plan, other than trial and error, how do we know that we're we're making the, the best choice? How How can we feel more confident other other than reading your book of course um do you have any other suggestions well you know uh, i think if you were to follow say this five-step process uh and by the time you got down to that fourth step uh, or fifth step you actually had two or three companies you narrowed it down to two or three companies you just about can't go wrong picking any either one of those companies. You know, I mean, you, you're probably going to narrow it down to two or three companies that are good companies and companies that fit your needs and what you want. There, even after you get it down to two or three, there's no perfect company. You're going to find that there's pluses and minuses to each of those companies, but uh, you just have to you know, and sit down and choose one of those companies. And, and like I said, you, usually once you get down to that, you know, you're not going to make a serious mistake choosing any of those three companies. That makes a lot of sense, definitely. And, and some coverage is better than none, for sure. Um, is, there, is there a rating system for pet health insurance companies the way there is for, say, human 
um, medical or property insurance, that kind of thing. Um, does, is there an agency that goes and rates these companies? Well, the the best thing that that I recommend is for people to go to PetInsuranceReview.com, mm-hmm. and this is a website that's run by Mike Hemstreet, who has had is probably the most recommended review site by far uh, by veterinarians, uh, pet insurance companies even recommend that people who visit their site go and, and, and read the reviews. And these reviews, I mean, there's thousands of reviews for some of these companies. And he actually um, uh, rates those, I think, from one to five. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One to ten. And, um, so he has a cumulative rating for each of those companies from pet owners who have actually bought policies from those companies, and they write uh, a review and then give the, the company a rating. Uh, there's uh, – a lot of times there's follow-up comments from uh, other pet owners who uh, chip in with uh, their – view of the situation and there a lot of times the pet insurance company themselves uh, will jump in especially if it's not a favorable review and explain why say a claim was denied or whatever you know Mm -hmm. and what was that website again it's a pet insurance review.com okay Okay. And that's one of so the five, that's, that, that, that's one of the five steps. So, and there's a link oh, okay. for each of the companies uh, in the uh, toolkit to each company's page on his site. All right. Well, Dr. Kenny, we are out of time, and I just want to say thank you so much for this really important information. You're welcome. I enjoyed it, and um, I hope that. Um, the listeners have uh, found the information useful, and, and I would encourage uh, pet owners, as I do my own clients, to, to uh, seriously look into getting pet insurance because uh, I think it will uh, help them you know, be able to do what's necessary should an, an expensive or unexpected event occur, uh, allow them to do what's necessary for their pet. Well, we can certainly vouch for that, and I think that uh, our listeners are definitely going to find this helpful. So thank you very much for your time, Dr. Kenny, and for all the helpful tips you offer in the Pet Insurance Toolkit. Listeners can learn more about the toolkit and your work at PetInsuranceGuideUS.com. Until next time, find all Tripod Talk radio podcasts and many more helpful resources for amputee pets and their people at Tripods.com. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for more pet amputation tips from experts. And claim your free gift just for listeners at downloads.tripods.com slash podcast. True.